The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show is coming to you on Monday, March 16, which is the beginning of the free agent negotiating window in advance of the beginning of the NFL League season, which opens at 4 p.m. on Wednesday which that would also be the beginning of the free agent signing period. Of course, if things go the way that they normally do, then we will know a great many of the moves that will be made, you know, prior to the actual signing window opening. But, you know, let's let's be honest, Giants fans, there's nothing normal about the times that we're living in with the uh, with the coronavirus with COVID-19 impacting sports you know across the country impacting life across the world so there's absolutely nothing normal about uh, about the times that we live in the NFL has made the decision to move forward you know with their normal schedule to this point with the beginning of the league season with free agency but we know we we found out last night that the the CDC is recommending that no gatherings of 50 or more people occur you know between for the next 8 weeks which obviously calls into question the NFL draft in 6 weeks and the opening of off-season programs which for teams like the New York Giants with a brand new head coach are supposed to begin or are scheduled to begin April 6 which is really just 3 weeks away so Obviously, you know, that is that can't take place if the recommendations are going to be followed. We'll keep, uh, you know, we'll keep you abreast of, of what happens with uh, with all of that. But let's be realistic here. You know, there's a lot of there's a, a lot of things more important right now than what happens with NFL offseason programs, than what happens with the NFL draft, you know, the uh, the health and well-being of of everyone across the country has to be at the forefront of of what we all think about and how we all behave at this point. 
So, you know, keep that in mind. You know, everybody take care of uh, take care of everybody else. Do do the things that you need to do to to stay healthy, to keep everyone around you healthy. But, you know, we are here to to talk about sports, to try to give you as much of a distraction, you know, from from those things as we can. A little bit later on, we will be talking to former Minnesota Vikings general manager, former NFL executive of the year, Jeff Diamond, to preview NFL free agency. Wanted to talk about a couple of, of things before we before we get to that. Obviously, on Sunday, you know, things started to move quite a bit in the NFL. Lots of transactions announced. Um, there, you know, there were uh, there were trades announced. Lots of things began to happen even prior to that, with players being franchise tagged. So, in in as many ways as as it can be, the NFL is attempting to conduct business as usual as much as it possibly can. You know, wanted to uh, to talk about you know a couple of the other things that happened on Sunday. Obviously, the, we found out that the players, in a very very close vote agreed to the new collective bargaining agreement that will run through the 2030 season. Obviously, the biggest news there is that the owners get the 17th game that they wanted. Players will get some things like uh, a bump in pay for you know some of the, the guys on, on the bottom end of the pay scale. They'll get increases in revenue sharing. Uh, they get a couple of more roster spots added going from 53 to 55. The playoffs will be expanded. Practice squads will be expanded. So things are going to change in the NFL. The other thing we found out on Sunday was that the salary cap will be a $198.2 million, a little bit below what had been the, the projection, which uh, most people had, had projected you know pretty much an even 200 million so just a little bit below the the projections we'll find out how that impacts uh, teams it's it doesn't seem like a lot but it is a couple million dollars less to spend and you know with the bump up in pay for uh, you know for players on on the lower end of the wage scale that squeezes the the amount of available cap space just a little bit more going to be very interesting to find out what the New York Giants do. Obviously, big decisions still to come with what happens with Leonard Williams. We'll find out how the Giants address their pass rush. You know, we've we've talked a lot at Big Blue View about players they could be going after, uh, potential cornerbacks. There are a lot of people who believe that, uh, that the Giants will be pursuing wide receivers in free agency. Which was something that uh, that I hadn't really thought about all that much until I read it a couple times over the weekend. I had someone tell me a while back that uh, don't under underestimate the idea that the Giants would go after wide receiver in the draft. So it's a it's a sneaky need for the Giants. We'll see how they how they pursue trying to uh, trying to fill that need this off season. There's always surprises in free agency. We'll find out how the Giants uh, how the Giants go about rebuilding 
that defense that, that really needs a lot of help. We know that the Giants, I don't have the numbers in front of me exactly, but their spending is way out of whack in terms of spending a lot more money on the offensive side of the ball than on the defensive side of the ball. So I think we can fully expect that that most of the Giants' spending will be on the defensive side of the ball. You know, and uh, remember, you know, we'll be we'll be tracking all of the moves at Big Blue View, trying to keep you up to date as much as we can. We've been previewing everything in our free agency hub page, trying to give you profiles of guys the Giants might pursue giving you as many angles on different ways that they could possibly go about rebuilding this roster as we can. And we'll be keeping you up to date the best we can at Big Blue View. Also here on Big Blue View Radio, as we go along throughout the week, we'll have reactions either here on the Valentine's Views podcast or on the Chris and Joe show. Uh, we'll have reactions to to things that, that happen to signings that occur later in the week to the rumors that we hear today and on Tuesday. So, you know, please, uh, you know, stay stay tuned in for those things. You know, keep listening. Right now, though, what I want to do is I want to play an interview that I recorded with Jeff Diamond, former Minnesota Vikings general manager, as we previewed, uh, you know, some of what might happen for the Giants in free agency. Giants fans, I'm joined now by former NFL Executive of the Year, Jeff Diamond, who is currently writing columns at the Sporting News, and, and we always uh, welcome Je- welcome his opinion. Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing great, Ed. Thank you. Thanks so much for uh, for coming on. Uh, lots of uh, lots of things to talk about uh, in, in the NFL world these days, and. We happen to be recording this show on Thursday, and uh, that for for New York Giants fans is a bit of an anniversary. So, Jeff, let's start here. It's the one-year anniversary of the day that the Giants traded Odell Beckham to the Cleveland Browns. I wrote a column this morning at Big Blue View talking about that, and for me, the question isn't, did the Giants win the trade? Did they lose the trade? Did they get enough in return for Odell Beckham? The question is, with a year's worth of perspective, looking back on it, did they do the right thing by moving on? For me, that's the question that that really I think you can or you you can answer at this point. So, what's your thought on that? Yeah, I I, I thought that they did the right thing. I kind of predicted it would happen long before it did, I think the mistake was giving him the long-term deal before trading him and then having to absorb that enormous dead money hit of whatever it was, 15 to $20 million last year, which, which hurt their ability to, to build a quality team. But I, I think the actual trade of Beckham was the right thing to do. I think that he had worn out his welcome in New York. I think he it was such a diva. And, and I, I think that that really football was secondary to him compared to being a celebrity. And, and so I, I think it was the right move. And, and, I, and I thought that Gettleman got a pretty good deal when you, when you get uh, a starting safety and peppers and, and a couple of high draft picks 
for Beckham and and then still having to have the other team absorb a big salary that's hard to do to to swing that so uh, so yeah Dave Gettleman it's not always been pretty with what's been going on there with him but but I think that in that case he, he did the right thing and and I think that the Giants will benefit long term I think that obviously short term they lost a, a big weapon which hurt their passing game last year and perhaps in this draft and free agency they can find an, another receiver that, that can kind of step into that number one role so obviously Jeff when we talk and when, when you know when we talk about the Giants Dave Gettleman and, and and what he does right what he does wrong always seems to uh, to, to come into play and, and right now as we record we don't know what's going to happen with free agent to be Leonard Williams and the Giants at this point, whether they'll tag him, you know, using the transition tag or the franchise tag, whether they'll be able to sign him long term, whether they'll have to, uh, you know, whether they'll, they'll let him test the market. Joel Corey of CBS put some, some quote, what he called target prices together. And he's talking about Leonard Williams as a $14.5 million a year player or a guy who might get $17 million on a, on a one-year prove-it deal. I can't fathom giving the guy that kind of money. I mean, can, can you pay, you know, if you're the Giants, can you pay Leonard Williams that kind of money? Heck no. <laughs> For a, a guy that had one half of a sack last year and 20-some tackles, and he's supposed to be a, a game-changer, and I know that he had some better years with the Jets earlier in his career, but he, to me, he's been an underachiever uh, for especially how high he was a top ten pick in the draft. And no, I can't see them putting that kind of money towards him. And, and I think that, uh, from my standpoint, I'd, I'd rather look to the draft, look to free agency, try to find some other better deals than to pay him that kind of money. And, and I, I think that that whether you're talking about inside players or outside players there are some pretty quality free agents that that are out there and that I think could could do what Leonard Williams was supposed to do for the Giants and was supposed to do for the Jets which is why they let him go in the first place but we'll see I I think they're he's a good player potentially but we really haven't seen it to that extent and and if there are there are players out there that can do the job that, that he potentially could for a lot less money I, I think I would go that direction. Did you ever understand the Giants actually making that trade last year? I mean, I think they were two and six when they made the trade. So you get you get eight games of a non-playoff season for a player who you give up two draft picks. And now, you know, you're facing that, that potential of either A, having to overpay, or B, losing both the player and the picks. Did you ever understand the, the, the rationale for making that, that trade? Not, not particularly, honestly, because, again, based on his production in the past, and I, I think that sometimes personnel people and a guy like Dave Gettleman, who's is basically starts as a scout and, and a player personnel director, and they kind of can fall in love with their scouting reports. But it, it almost goes back to how is he playing now as opposed to how he played at USC. And and so I, I just never quite saw the attraction there. And, and as I said, if, if the Jets were willing to unload a guy that they had 
thought that highly of and picked them that high. It just never particularly made sense to me. And I, I understand you think you're getting a quality player and, and you think he's going to step up his game, but it just didn't happen last year. As I said, he, he did play 15 games and ends up with one half of a sack. That's that's not good enough when if you're talking about a guy that's supposed to be uh, an eight-figure salary guy, potentially. Right, and another guy that we're talking about potentially looking for a, a market-setting contract is Jadavian Clowney of the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, the numbers that are being tossed around are $22, $23 million a year, over a five- or six-year period of time. And obviously, he's been connected to the Giants because of the need for a pass rusher. But but he's another one who, considering the production, considering the injuries, I simply couldn't give him that kind of money. Can you Could you justify giving him you know that kind of a mega deal? Well, he, he's, again, a guy who can be a great player and an impact player and sometimes you with with a guy like that he he he's got oftentimes more pressures than he does sacks and he he definitely is is a great football player but again i i worry a little bit about his health and staying healthy and that's been a a knock on him in his career and again i I think there's a really good chance that seattle will end up franchising him but is is he worth I, I don't know that he's worth Aaron Donald money or Khalil Mack money. I, I just don't think he's been that caliber of player. And as far as I recall, I'm not sure he's ever had ten or more sacks in a season. Has he? I don't know. I, he no, he hasn't. I think I, I, nine and a half is the best he's ever done. Yeah, exactly. And so for for a guy like that, you're you're talking about wow, you're going to put that kind of money out there for him. And and <clears throat> obviously, they're not going to get a, sh- a shot at Shaq there. Uh, the Bucks, who had 19 and a half sacks last year, and the Bucks are, are surely going to franchise him. And in Gakway of, of the Jaguars, the, the, he'll probably get the franchise tag too. And he's been a productive guy. But there are other guys who have been pretty good pass rushers, or I think you can get for less. And and uh, for example, a guy like Fowler of the Rams, Dupree of the Steelers, uh, Everson Griffin of the Vikings. Robert Quinn of the Cowboys are some pretty good pass rushers. Vic Beasley led the NFL one year. Now he's had some down years in Atlanta, so you'd have to be careful there and figure out what's going on. But yeah, for Clowney to make $20 million, I, I don't see it, honestly. And I can certainly see with the production that he has, maybe he's a, a 15 to $18 million a year guy, but $20 million, I, I think that's a stretch for him. And of course, the the other way to go about it, you know, you mentioned some of the maybe what you might call second tier pass rushers who who should be on the market. The other way to go about it is to uh, is to build the back end of your defense. And we know the Giants have all those young players in the back end. There's a connection between Byron Jones and the Giants because of you know Jason Garrett now being with the Giants on their coaching staff. When you look at, there's an expectation that Jones is going to pretty much set the cornerback market in terms of, of annual you know, average value. Is, in your mind, is that a signing you could justify, you know, giving a guy like Jones you know, $17, $18 million a year? 
Well, I think first of all, you have to see if he hits the market, and if if the Cowboys, for example, get a deal done with Dak Prescott this weekend before Monday, which is debatable, or or if they get a deal done with Amari Cooper, and the and the players approve the CBA or don't approve the CBA, then there'd be two tags available. If they do approve the CBA, there's only one tag available. But if they don't, then that's two tags, and, and maybe Jones gets tagged. But I think he'll probably hit the market. I, I think that he is a quality player. He does have that connection with Jason Garrett. $17 million a year, boy, <laughs> that's pretty stout for for him. But if that's what it takes, and the Giants have $80 million almost in cap room, the nature of free agency is you're going to overpay for players. And what you hope is that they become great players and that, that it's not the situation that the Giants found themselves in with, with the signings a couple of years ago of, of Vernon and Harrison and Jenkins. And, and they were all okay players, pretty good players at times, but impact players, game-changing players, I'm not sure they ever hit that plateau and which eventually probably cost Jerry Reese's job. And so you look at you got to be careful in free agency and in, in how you're approaching it, but the nature of the beast is you're going to overpay. <clears throat> so if Byron Jones is, is a guy that they target and they make that move, then so be it. And Or, for example, if they, if they go to the offensive line and try to find a, a tackle that they need, although I think that will be their target in the draft, but there are some pretty good tackles on the market. A guy like Jack Conklin of the Titans could be a great fit potentially, I think, for, for the Giants at, at right tackle. And, and then maybe they, they draft Wirfs or, um, or Wills or one of those top tackles and plug them in. And all of a sudden, the Giants' offensive line looks a lot better to protect Daniel Jones. So a lot of things can happen. There are a lot of moving parts. But I, I do think they definitely need help in the secondary. Uh, DeAndre Baker, I think, is a good player but still a young player, and I think Byron Jones would be a nice fit for them. And as we said, then if they can address the offensive line in the draft or get a real impact defensive players, a guy like Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson, who's a playmaker, uh, Okuda uh, from Ohio State, the corner, if, if they don't get Jones, and I think he could be a, a number one corner. So there are a lot of things that they could do, and, and I think that it, it's going to be really interesting to watch the Giants' moves at this point and just see how things play out. And after some of it, uh, after, we see, uh, after we see what happens, maybe we'll, we'll get back in touch with you and get you back on to, uh, to give us your thoughts on, on what actually takes place. I'd be happy to do it. I always enjoy talking with you. Thank you. All right, thanks for coming on, Jeff. We'll talk to you again. Great. Take care, Ed. All right, Giants fans, our thanks to Jeff Diamond for his time. And as always, my thanks to you for listening, for subscribing, for supporting us here on Big Blue View Radio, for reading our website, bigblueview.com, for checking us out on Facebook or Instagram, for following at Big Blue View on Twitter. Please remember, stay safe out there. Do what you can to keep everyone else around you safe. So take care, Giants fans, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.